Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Lee Lonsberry. This is Life Mike. Again, I'm so grateful to you for, for listening. This is the first week of this program, episode three. Uh, I remain nervous, but I think uh, I'm catching my stride. I hope that's the case. Uh, anyway, l- let me know what you think so far, or if it's uh, a different topic you'd like to hear, some kind of news event you see, if you'd like to give me a tip, uh, or just invite me to, to cover some issue here or there, please send a text message in. The number is 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500. Please weigh in on the program. Today especially, there's some uh, great topics we're covering. Uh, I'm joined in studio by a friend of mine, uh, I call it, we're friends, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Candace Perucci uh, represents District 52 uh, here in the state of Utah as a representative. Uh, she recently came into office. T- tell us, please, the circumstances under which you became representative. You so, Representative Notwell resigned, and so there was a special election held. Uh, went through the caucus system, obviously, worked with the delegates, and was elected by them. And then Governor Herbert nominated me, or appointed me, excuse me, uh, to the state legislature. That's a pretty simple and stress-free process, right? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's really easy to do part time oh, with your growing family. No problem. Absolutely, easy, right? absolutely. You're blitzing on a campaign in six weeks, which most people do in a year. Yeah. So, uh, well, listen. We should tell uh, folks in full disclosure. You and I have known each other. You and I have crossed paths professionally. Yeah. Uh, uh, time and time again over the past decade. Uh, I think dating back to the the legislative session of 2010, where you and I were both interns together for uh, then Utah Representative Carl Wimmer. Is that accurate? Absolutely, yeah. What's I was that? a senior in high school. Is that right? Well, and I was, uh, uh, I think I was in my fifth or sixth or seventh year of college working on that degree. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and those were great times. We worked on, uh, there was uh, uh, some of the issues we worked on. That was when uh, the Utah State symbol, uh, Utah State firearm yep, Utah uh, was State added to the, to the list of symbols. The, yeah. And the, Texas was upset. They weren't the first to do that. Texas, and uh, I think we were in a foot race with uh, Arizona and Pennsylvania yeah, as well. Uh, I think Pennsylvania is the one state that did come through. So That's right. if memory serves, the, the state firearm of Pennsylvania is the Kentucky Long Rifle. You can figure that out. Uh, <laughs> but here memory. in Utah, uh, while you and I were working in the legislature, uh, the Browning Design Colt Model uh, 1911 uh, was passed and Governor Herbert signed into uh, law, I guess, or statute, at least. Uh, yeah. that, uh, that's a state symbol. Wonderful. And then uh, a number of years later, I came here. I was working for KSL for Doug Wright. Uh, he and I jumped on a plane along with the folks uh, with Honor Flight. You bet. Yeah, I served on to, their board. Yeah. 
And that was a wonderful thing. Those folks are incredible. That program's wonderful. Honor Flight. Yeah. Uh, get on the internet and see what they're about and help out if you, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, and then you, you're, anyway, we've crossed paths many times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you, though, last night, because you uh, have so recently become a representative, subsequent to the general session, uh, last night was a momentous night. Why was last night so momentous? You bet. It was my first floor vote as a representative and the youngest representative in the state legislature, and it was on the tax reform bill. It's pretty, it was, that must, that's wonderful. You know, the, the easy time you had running for office, and now a nice, <laughs> simple, non-controversial vote for Baptism your first vote by on fire, the floor. they call it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, tell us how it went uh, last night from your perspective. What, what did you experience? You bet. So, um, well, it was an incredible experience for me, obviously. I'm also the youngest female in state history. And Is that right? There. Yeah. So, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. So, my desk actually faces Seraph Young voting, and just sitting there, um, I couldn't help, but it was really cool. Called my mom from the the floor to start. Very cool. Her, Thanks, mom. Uh, but for me, I actually voted no on the bill, um, and you know there were a lot of great things uh, in the bill: a massive tax cut, uh, child tax credit, which helped a lot of people. But ultimately, I had concerns about taxing unprepared food, right, and raising the tax on that uh, from one point eight five to four point eight five, and then additionally the tax on gas um, and the process that services were selected. Now, uh, the the folks may respond to that saying, yeah, but there's this prebate. We're, we're giving money to folks to make up for where the taxes are increased here. That yeah. wasn't enough for you. No, and, and you know... In addition, you know, we do have the grocery tax credit, which would offset that. And I understand that. Um, but it, that comes at the end. Uh, and a lot of people who are in that pinch zone uh, need that money there. And as someone who has grocery shop, when I was first married with a calculator in my hand mm-hmm. and was debating between another thing of top ramen or, you know, spaghetti, um, we, we talk about money, you know, oh, it's just a couple bucks here and there. But for some people, that's another meal. And so for me, I, I just, um, I understand the policy behind behind it, uh, but increasing the tax on food wasn't something I was prepared to do. Uh, Now, many Republicans voted for this. You are a Republican. Yes, I am. What were the conversations like when you were uh, standing alongside your colleagues and you were voting in different directions? You know, I would say incredibly respectful. Um, Leadership on this vote um, told people, you know, you have to vote what represents your constituents and obviously you have to vote your conscience at the end of the day. So I didn't feel uh, pressure or, you know, harassment or anything like that. Um, I knew that I needed to do what I could for my constituents and everyone voted accordingly. We have a great legislature and, um, you know, I think most pe- everyone does what they, they think is best, right? We're speaking with Candace Perucci. She is the youngest uh, legislator currently in the Utah House of Representatives, the youngest female uh, of all time. And uh, she last night cast her first vote, her first floor vote uh, in the House in the special session looking at this uh, tax restructuring bill. As you and I were talking back and forth, getting ready for this conversation uh, in the commercial break, I could see you going back and forth on your phone. You're hearing from constituents. What are they saying to you? You bet. A lot of them are thanking me for voting no and also just wanting clarifications on the bill. So uh, you can, le.utah.gov, you can go and see the full bill, but there's also a summary, which is really helpful that you can see how the grocery tax credit works, what, you know, it phases out entirely at 73K. You know, understanding the nuances of it, I think at the end of the year, people are really just wanting to know the details and what passed and what services are going to be implicated in this. Now, you're a legislator, so you're an expert on all things. Is that Not right? true. The, the smart folks <laughs> end up in legislate, right? Uh, the, 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 the number of votes to uh, safeguard the passage of this measure uh, 
uh, was insufficient to safeguard it against uh, a referendum. You bet. The referendum is possible. Well, what are your thoughts on that and what are your predictions? You know, I'll be surprised if that happens. Um, you know, anything's possible, uh, but I, I am not anticipating that. Would you, uh, sorry to put you in a hypothetical scenario, but should uh, a referendum be drawn up and introduced and, you know, validated and you can sign your name to it? Would you sign your name to it? You know, I'd have to think more on that, honestly. And I also know that there are discussions in place to continue to work on this bill. And that was something that was clear last night as a lot of people during the general session anticipate working on this bill um, to fine tune it. And so I think voters will wait to see, you know, what, what we do there. A lot of the Republican votes for this measure were done while holding a nose. They held their nose to vote for it. It was it was difficult. There are areas where they they, they see things should be improved, uh, but they overall uh, it really couldn't vote against a tax cut. Well, and at the end of the day, to be fair, it is the largest tax cut in state history. So um, for a lot of people, that is huge, and getting money back in the pockets of Utahns, you know, it's important for them. You are a new mother. You yeah. uh, there'll be a day pretty soon where you'll be able to talk back and forth with your child. Mm-hmm. What will you tell uh, your new baby about this when they're able to to remember the the, the important work done by their mother? You know um, how important it is to be engaged and involved and to not set limitations on us. I think a lot of people said, "Oh, you're so young. Are you really going to do this?" And I think we. And, you know, you're a young mom. I don't think you, you really shouldn't do this. You know, mom shouldn't, you should be able. I, folks, folks have said that to you. Yeah, you know, overall people have been supportive, but I've been surprised by how many people are outright, like what are disgusted that I as a young mom would do this. Um, but I. And they have, the, they have the gumption and the audacity to, to say that to Social media, you know, trolls are everywhere. But yeah. uh, mostly one in particular said that I have abandoned the Constitution and my baby. So I don't know how the Constitution got thrown in there. Oh, right. Well, you see in the Constitution but- <laughs> where it says uh, uh, notwithstanding, the mother shall be uh, void of all duties. Yeah. Except where she, uh- you know, but I think it provides a valuable perspective um, for everyone to come through different different walks of life and backgrounds. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm grateful to you for the work that you're doing. It's been a blast to, to, to be your friend over these years and see, uh, you know, where you've gone and what you've done. And, uh, and your husband as well. Well, Andy yeah. is, is a big, important guy around town, and uh, yeah. uh, you, you're a couple of powerful folks, and I, uh, uh, your, your baby's going to grow up with uh, a pair of good examples. Well, thank uh, you. So good for you. Uh, congratulations. First vote. Uh, I'll tell you what, touch, ba- touch base uh, from time to time as you cast more votes as we go into the next general session. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, your perspective on things. That's been Candace Perucci. She's currently the youngest legislator in the Utah uh, House of Representatives, representing District 52 out in Harriman. Uh, she's been our guest here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.